Welcome to Bonehead Weekly, and this week we're fighting it out again because we're talking about part two of the best bar fights in cinema history, or TV for that matter. So you know what's what's funny is... Mel Brooks. And I could, Hilarious. Yeah. yeah. But for some reason, I kept Mitch adding... Hedberg. Over I the past think. week, yeah. I kept adding more to my list, and now I'm like, we could do three parts on this. I know you guys probably don't want to, but I could do three parts. Well, no, you just may be talking a lot tonight. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, no, I, I think you're right, though. But I, I, I think I could. I mean, give me another 20 minutes of prep, and I could because, and maybe this is something we didn't talk about too much in our first episode, bar fights have been part of film, it seems, since there's been film. And yeah, I don't know, really I don't know why that's a, why is this a trope? Because that's one thing. Do you, what, and do you think part of it is, obviously, Wild West had saloons and Westerns were big, but then film also really came into its own. Or I mean, it was around before, but during Prohibition, right? Film was yeah. around during mm-hmm. Prohibition. And it's much the same way that later on, you know, the marijuana films that were like, if you smoke marijuana, you'll become a demon addled, violent person. For that's a while, that's, that was alcohol, right? I mean, it, it, during Prohibition, it was if you need to show somebody is evil, put a drink in their hand. <laughs> Yeah, unless they're, unless they're the thin man, and then they're just a great detective. <laughs> I agree with that. But so, Chad, which, which one? You said you have a whole list. I, I have a bunch, and I only have like sixteen more. <laughs> I, I I cut myself off at thirty six. Actually, okay. Before we get started, there's one that I pulled up, and I thought about it the other day, but technically, I, st- I stopped myself at eight. Okay, I was like, okay, no more, because I don't have that many. Technically, I want to ask you all this. It's a cool opening scene. It's the best part of the movie. It's the only part of the movie I kind of like. And this is a movie that I love the sequel to, but not particularly fond of the first. But is the opening scene in Blade technically a bar fight? Well, it's a club fight. I mean, last week we talked about clubs. And and Chad and I put them both in the same thing. They serve alcohol and you pick up ladies. That's what we've heard. and it is a great fight scene. You're right. I mean, that is one of those. You watch the opening of that movie. But it's the best part of the, movie. the of movie. You're pulled into that world quickly. It's the best part of the movie. Yeah. So, but is it a bar fight? Because it's not technically. What well, don't they have, they have, <clears throat> they, they have a club fight in play too, don't they? There you go. I'm just saying. <laughs> but that's still. You know, it's not as it's not as visually stunning as the, the no first no one. that's the best part of that movie is the opening scene, and I'm just yeah. asking you gentlemen I'm going back and forth because technically it is a club it is a bar it is a fight because Blade comes in, but at the same time I never think of it it was on a, uh, it was on IMDb's list and I never think of it as that way and I was just asking you all is Stephen Norrington's Blade a bar fight probably well is. see I. It's, it, I thought about that one and I didn't include it on my list because I was having a hard time with it because there's, oops, sorry, there's that wheeze. There's really no. I did hear it that time. I thought yeah. you stepped on a <clears throat> puppy. Um, um, there's no, I don't, it's hard because it looks like it's just in a shower. Yeah. Um, a shower so, of blood. But I mean, I guess technically it could be considered. Oh, that's your pick? I, I might as well. I just, I wanted to say something. Now okay. I'm done. I'm moving on from this life. James, why don't you go next, man? I'll go last. 
Uh, okay, I'm going to pick one, and, and y'all are both going to roll your eyes because I know you're not a fan of the movie, but I think this is a bar fight that's really important if you're a fan of this film series at all because it's the first time we see it work differently. The world is changed by this scene, much like I talked about with Raiders of the Lost Ark, that the bar fight at Marion's changes the course of the film. Likewise, the end of the line club fight scene in Tron Legacy is the first time we see the world of Tron outside of the games. Uh-huh. I mean, we see it outside of the games. We see it in the holding pens and stuff like that in the first movie. But we don't see an all-out battle. And, um, oh shoot, what's his name? Michael Sheen yeah. playing the club owner and all that stuff and all his over-the-top like, character. I like Tron Legacy, by the way. Well, no, no, but I, I'm saying... I too. And so you see the point then, right? Is I that think it's a better movie, actually. Tron Legacy. Agreed. That scene is the one that lets us know it's not, they're not playing by the game rules anymore, right? It's not going to be just throwing discs. It's going to be the, the program. I don't remember. The program has evolved. Yeah. And and the fight scene where they're fighting over the thing. And then at the end, of course, you get the scene where um, Jeff Bridges drops in to save them. And then uh, Michael Sheen's character shoots the thing and steals his data disc off his back. But it's the first time where it's not in a game context, it's not anything else. Everything has kind of evolved in this computer world. And now it's, for lack of a better term, put in video game language, it's an open world game. Mm-hmm. And there, so the fighting is not as clean. The rules are different, everything. And until you get to that end of the line fight scene, with Michael Sheen as the over-the-top club owner who's supposed to be helping Cora, and or as Cora uh, gives him as a contact, and you realize, of course, he's crooked. Um, and and he's, work- he's working for um, the bad guys. Um, but it's a really cool scene that is one of those, and I said last week I'd talk more about science fiction ones uh, because that's what comes to mind, but it's a great science fiction, quote-unquote, club fight scene, bar fight scene. Because it's it lets us know, okay, this is not just Tron remade. The rules have changed, the world has changed, and that's that's it's just a great scene. So that would be one that came to my mind. And if you haven't seen it lately, do check out. If nothing else, just go on YouTube and watch the bar fight scene. Because yeah, there's a lot of it you can see coming, but it is cool in the scene where Jeff Bridges drops down and you realize that he it's really him and he's gonna help them get out of the situation. But not without a cost. So, Chad. Yo, Chad. Chad's on silent. We can't hear him. And it's like, oh, man, sorry. I was wheezing, so I had to mute myself. Um, <clears throat> so, sorry for those listeners. I just coughed into the microphone. Um, I, I had a hard time figuring out where to start with this because I have a goofball one that I want to mention, but maybe I'll just save that for the honorables. But so I'm thinking I'm going to start with, it's a twofer. It's, um, a movie, it's a movie and it's sequel because they both have two great bar fight scenes. And I'm talking about 48 hours yeah. and another 48 hours. There are both legitimately really good bar fights. Bar fight. Yeah. And if, uh, you know, in 48 but, hours, Sorry, in James. another 48 hours, you can also play the, a drinking game that may end you up in the hospital called Spot the Boom Mic. <laughs> Is that true? 
I've heard that before, but I've watch how many times that I mean if you watch now if you're watching the the pan and scan, the one that was formatted for TV. But if you get the widescreen and watch it, you'll occasionally see just a beep. I don't think I've ever noticed. I've watched it several times. I've never noticed it. Now, now I'm going to have to look for it. But no, uh, yeah, uh, Eddie Murphy versus the Rednecks in part one is great because he just steals the scene. He's going into this bar, interrogating people, pretending to be a cop, and they try to attack him, but he kicks all their asses, and he's just he's just owning the scene. And then, of course, in another 48 hours, they reverse it, and it's Nick Nolte trying to do it. And Nick Nolte just fails miserably and gets his ass kicked. But Eddie Murphy has to come in and save him and has one of the best monologues, I think, that Eddie Murphy has ever delivered about how bad of a day he's had. And then, of course, the the big redneck comes at him and he shoots him and goes, anybody else want to limp? (laughs) I haven't watched it in a long time. I need to go Uh, back. I love both of those films. Um, I know nobody wanted to do the sequel. That's one of those sequels that they everybody showed up for the money. Yeah, it was a cash down. Yeah, but man, it's it's still good. <laughs> yeah, still... it's a little the the only flaw with that movie, and I I actually like the bad guys. Uh, the yeah. only thing that I don't care for is the at the end where they make is it Kiho the character this buddy they make him the villain. It's just attached on at the end. Yeah, yeah, I it, agree. It just it's kind of like oh well oh. Here's and, the then just Nick, and then Nick Nolte getting really, really serious just for, you know, whatever reason. Yeah. It just seemed tacked on. I However, with you. I'm with you. It's a fun movie for a cash grab film. It yeah. is. It, it could have been much, much worse. Because we've seen cash grab films and it's just been. Murder Virgin. Ugh, yeah. Awful. Second time that's come up in the last 24 hours. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I. When you talk about bar scenes, like I said, again, I'm going to mention my goofball one a little bit later, but I couldn't, I wanted to start out serious this time. And there's just, these are just two epic bar fight scenes in my opinion. Okay. Your turn. Well, so to me, you were talking about turn of the century film and all that, James, as you would say earlier. Yep. And I don't disagree with you and why are, why are bar fights so important and why do we always, and I, I think it all goes back to the Western. I truly do. And they just look cool. That being said, how many different Western bar fights are there? And there's a good billion, correct? Yeah. And then that's not even including the TV shows. But I'm going to pick one because it's one of my favorite Westerns. And probably it is so well done. But uh, Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven. And the end scene where Bill Mummy comes in and little Bill is there all in the bar and he shoots up the place and, but he has the monologue beforehand and it isn't the longest one. It's maybe not the bloodiest one, but it's one of the most brutal ones because Mm -hmm. that is a brutal, brutal movie. What do you all think? I agree. Yeah, it, it definitely, shine clint eastwood as a director that that man could and david webb peoples who wrote the script he wrote the script in the 70s i don't know if you all knew that and clint eastwood had known about it for a long time he didn't think he was ready to direct it until it till was was it came out 1990 later i i didn't realize that i thought it was 93 or 94 i could be wrong it's 92 
came out in 92 and won best picture but it wasn't until then because he plays plays bill money a uh a basically an assassin a murderer who's married a lady she got him sober he stopped and then he has to go and if you've never seen unforgiven stop what you're doing right now and go watch it and basically his friend ned played by morgan freeman and another kid who schofield kid they want him to go out and um, these whores pays for them to murder someone who cut one of them up and then they didn't get the justice they thought they need. And Gene Hackman's the bad guy. Actually, this whole movie's filled with bad people, right? Richard Harris is English Bob. It's all bad people. But at the end, when he totally goes, they've killed Ned, spoiler alert, and he walks into that bar, and you in the audience know nobody's leaving there alive. Yeah. Man, I honestly... Again, this is not talking about the bar fight itself, but that's one of those movies where I was actually rooting for Gene Hackman midway through. I'm like, he's not such a bad guy. He's just protect. But then, then he goes full batshit crazy on Morgan Freeman and everybody else. I'm like, oh, but he still, at that day and time, I agree with you. He is not a bad bad man. They're no. all bad men. He is, and I hate this phrase, of his time, and he's just protecting his community. Right. These are fucking murderers. Right. These people that we're pulling for are murderers, and they're there to kill somebody. Right. They're there to kill somebody. Kill somebody who did cut somebody up. That's true. But she's still alive, too. And she said the guy had a small pecker. Yeah. So what is he <laughs> supposed to do? I'm joking. No, no, we are joking. We are totally fucking joking before somebody... That guy got what he deserved in that movie. But it's also he was honestly, he was honestly the worst guy in the whole movie, in my opinion. But he's also, it's just a movie. So yeah. And 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 it has the line. Little Bill is laying there dying right before Bill Money, played by Clint Eastwood, shoots him and he says, I didn't deserve this. And he just says, Deserves got nothing to do with it. And shoots him. Right. One of the coldest fucking moments in cinema history. But it's because it is so truthful about real life. Deserve has got nothing to do with it. You didn't deserve this. You didn't ask for this. The universe just took a dump and shit right all over you. Opened right. up the floodgates and covered you in feces. Happens to all of us week out of week out of week. <clears throat> so, yeah, I got real serious on that one. Sorry. But it's a different kind of bar fight. But as far as Westerns go, it's the one I kind of wanted to concentrate on. Now, James. last week was real kind of, let's talk about this bar fight in Star Trek. That's basically a Western bar fight. Go ahead. <laughs> James. James, you're muted. Yeah, says, Look at that. It's the mute button was on. Y'all see that? You didn't because it's not on screen. Um, I'm going to stick to science fiction one more time. Because I've got two other options that aren't science fiction. But I'm going to stick to science fiction one more time. Because it's a movie that I love. And to be honest, I hadn't seen for a while. And then when, I, when we were doing this episode, I'm like, oh, i got to go back and watch that scene. And then I ended up watching the whole movie. Um, there is a great bar fight scene. Where our, one of the protagonists loses her flipping mind. And almost kills another protagonist at the end of it. I'm talking about the bar fight scene in Serenity, where River gets triggered yep. by a symbol, 
and she is going to kill every single person in the club. And at the last moment in the fight, she has a gun on Mal. Mm-hmm. And she's going to kill him, and then she gets untriggered and, and passes out. But she has literally destroyed everybody in this bar using everything that she can lay her hands on to just fight and slaughter and hurt and wound and maim. And then, and the, the great scene in it is when it first starts, they're meeting somebody at this bar for information. And the, their contact at the bar looks over at Mal and says, do you know that girl? And his response as he looks up and sees all the damage she's doing is, I really don't. Yeah, and man. it's a great scene because he realizes it doesn't matter how long he's been traveling with her. Nobody knows what all has happened to her. Nobody knows what's going on in her mind and nobody knows what's going to trigger these episodes. And it's just a great scene that has tons of action, but at the same time, you can when it cuts to them, including the other characters like Jane and their response when they realize they really can't stop her. It is not until her brother shows up and, and triggers the other code that shuts her down. That's the only thing that can stop her. And I didn't even think about that one, man. That's a great pick. I, mean, it is, I didn't it, even think about it. It is a phenomenal bar fight scene because, quite frankly, I think the other reason it works for me is you were talking about it's kind of the flip side of Unforgiven. These are our other heroes. And she so. is w- waylaying everybody. And so, yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen, if you're not a Firefly fan, Firefly fan, uh, I I don't know why not, but doesn't matter. Watch Serenity and just watch the choreography of this fight. It's it's impressive. So yes, uh, Serenity Firefly, uh, the movie based uh, that continues Firefly, has one of the greatest science fiction bar fight scenes. Yeah, man. I guess I'm gonna keep going on a roll of of uh, movies that have uh, bar fights because of severe racism. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was doing science fiction, but you just didn't go your own way. Woof. Um, I'm gonna talk about Jackie Chan and Rush Hour. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it starts off with uh, Jackie Chan really not understanding the meaning of a word, and he says this word to a bartender. And it just proceeds to be him defending himself, a bunch of a bunch of angry men in a bar who really honestly were not doing anything wrong. It's just they heard a word that should never be uttered by anybody but them. Yeah. And he uh, and but I swear least, I don't remember the scene. Oh, you really don't? I really well, I haven't seen those are movies that I don't particularly care for. And I know I've seen them all, but I don't remember a damn thing about them except them. I like the first the I like the first one. I like the first one, Diminishing Returns in part two, and then far more Diminishing Returns in part three. But um, yeah, it's a great fight scene. And again, and the main reason I picked this one is Jackie Chan, when you talk about fight scenes, Jackie Chan has to come up. And I was like, oh, I'm going to use the bar scene. And uh, I, I was going to say, I'm going to use the bar scene in Police Story because it's an epic fight, but it's not a bar, it's a restaurant. So I was like, oh, well, there's a bar scene in Rush Hour I could use. <laughs> Yeah. Uh but no, it is it's only a minute and a half, guys. That's how that's how quick this bar scene is with him in it. But it's it's an it's one of the best scenes in the whole movie. And just because of, of the the insanity that Jackie Chance puts in Jackie Chan puts into his son stunts. Again, uh if you haven't seen it, I'm sure most of our audience has seen Jackie Chan. 
uh, in police in a rush hour. And if you haven't seen Police Story, watch Police Story. It's better. <laughs> or Rumble in the Bronx. Rumble in the Bronx is a lot of fun. Police Story and Police Story 2 are better than Rumble in the Bronx, in my opinion. No, but but it's, I, it's it's still a good it's, film. They're all good. You're not going to, if you're bored watching any of them. Yeah. I, I don't know. All right. Is it my turn? This is our third one. I'm yeah. going to end with a comedy. And uh, it's not the best bar fight scene in history, but it has one of the best lines. I don't think we talked about this last time, but it has one of the best lines about the bar fight later in the movie. How's Lou? Lou, he may lose his trigger finger. It is Rodney Dangerfield and back to school. Where the guys get mad and walk in the football because Robert Downey Jr.'s character has pissed them off. They're all drinking there. And the guys get in and mad and they walk over and they start some shit. And he goes, oh, are you going to get mad? He goes, no, I don't, I don't, I don't get mad. I get, I, Lou gets mad. And then Burt Young turns around and it does anybody remember this has the nap, the napkin thing metal and just squeezes it. And then proceeded. There's another five minute bar fight scene there with Rodney Dangerfield hiding. Doing the old Cyrano Jones. Cyrano Jones, basically. <laughs> It's fun, it's stupid, it's ridiculous, and it's a lot less heavy than the one I talked about earlier. Yeah, by the way, when I talk about the, uh, when we get to honorable mention, since we're not doing a part three, I am shocked there's one you didn't mention. There could be several. We could do a part three. We can do whatever you want. You own a third of the show. (laughs) A third of nothing is still a third of nothing. 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 Yeah. James, what do you got, man? All right, I'm. I was torn, but I'm going to do one that I'm shocked you all. You all just keep saying that. I just keep wanting to make a Natalie and Brulia joke. Uh, but no, it's been done. We do it all the time. I, I, I honestly, I, I thought one of y'all would mention this one because it's such a great scene in a movie that was needs to be talked about more because I just love this film and it it now now it hits me even more than when I was w- watched it when it came out. Double impact. No. Dang. Good film. I'm going to do a C. I'll, I'm going to read the 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 response. So this this I'll set up this bar fight. A couple people are eating at the bar. Yeah. Um, and these these younger people come in. These teens, perhaps, perhaps oh, early man, college age. The, the, nobody likes teenagers. And, and they come in, and you know they're tr- the other people are trying to eat. They're not really trying to engage them. And somebody comes over and goes, "Well, how's the barbecue?" And tries to take food off the plate. And the the older man smacks his hand away, and the you know the punk kid says, "What are you doing? Who do you think you are?" Mm-hmm. And one of the other gentlemen that have is just trying to eat goes, "Just a dumb kid, don't kill him." And the other gentleman stands up and goes, "Right." And then he grabs him by the throat, and he says, "This these this these lines of dialogue, I'm Hub McCann." I fought in two world wars and countless smaller ones on three continents. I led 3,000 men into battle with everything from horses and swords to artillery and tanks. I've seen the headwaters of the Nile and tribes of natives no white man has ever seen before. I've won and lost a dozen forges, killed many men, and loved only one woman with a passion a flea like you would never or could never begin to understand. That's who I am. Now go home, boy. You and he throws that. him down. You read I did that, right? Read it. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. I, I can't threw, tell with your mysterious glasses on. He then threw the kid down, and of course the kid gets up, and the other teenager comes over, and they draw switchblades. It's one of my favorite scenes from Secondhand Lines. Yeah. 
Robert Duvall as Hub McCain grabbing him by the throat, and then they pull the switchblades because the other character, Garth, who is played by Michael Caine, has gotten up as well, but he went out to the car to get a shotgun. And he does the shotgun when they pull the switchblades, and Robert Duvall turning around and going, Garth, there's only four of them. I've got this. <laughs> and he goes, okay, listen, I'll let you beat one, and if you do the one by yourself, I'll let you take on the other three. <laughs> and and then he tells the kid, pick up the switchblade because you're going to need it. And then the fight just starts. It is one of the most fun scenes. But if you've never seen Secondhand Lines, it's a great coming of age story. It is. That's, that's just really engaging and really fun. And and I'll be honest, I said, and then the of course, old... you know, at the end, they both turn out to be dead. Um, Yeah. Yeah, because they die at the beginning of the movie when he's older. He gets a phone call. Yeah, and that's why why did you ruin it for me? Donnie Wahlberg goes and kills him. Yeah, that's that's not the same oh, film, Chad, I don't think. Anyway. Um... <laughs> and then Kevin Spacey comes in, and now it's problematic. <laughs> what? No, I thought, now wait, are you, I see, how about, when does Kevin Bacon start to see dead people? <laughs> anyway, see, we're mixing a ton of movies, folks. If no, you no, it... no. I'm only using Haley Joel Osment films. <laughs> I know. Osment. <laughs> Osment. Ozzy but anyway, um, Ozzy Mendez. Oh well, yeah, he uh, he killed the comedian. Hmm. Anyway, um, but now if you haven't seen Secondhand Lines, it's the bar fight scene in what is effectively a coming of age family film, but it's done so well because you can tell both Robert Duvall and Michael Caine are having fun in those roles. Yes, because they're over the top. As as Hub's line says, there, you know, his wife has passed on. He and Michael Caine are these crazy uncles that they got tons of money for something for things that they did when they were younger. And since their wives have passed on, they do nothing but just hang out together and spend their money on stupid stuff, including, as the title said, secondhand lines. Yep. Um, but it's a great film, but it has one of the most fun bar fight scenes I've ever seen in a family coming of age film. Yep. Hub McCann. Ah, oh, gentlemen. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. He uses that term, and I don't know what it means. I don't. I mean, I obviously don't either, because I oh, don't think it fits. <laughs> I've heard that before. No, I. Um, <laughs> I, I, I. We've been talking about humans this whole time, but you know what we haven't talked about? Uh, Demi robots. No, gremlins. Yeah, that's a good bar fight scene. I'm shocked I didn't use that one. Yeah, no. I'm really shocked. That's one of the two that I'm shocked that you didn't use. <laughs> That's a good so, one. So yeah, the bar scene in the first Gremlins film where, by the way, this is one of those one of those plot holes that you wish somebody would go back and explain of how did Phoebe Cates get stuck in a bar full of Gremlins, had enough time for all of them to get into their various costumes and and whatever, and she never ran for it. She's just serving drinks. I, I, none of that makes sense, but it makes it was for on the a clock, great damn it. Yeah, I would say maybe Chad, maybe she's not racist. Maybe she's like, well, as long as they're paying, I mean, until they get too rowdy, I, I have don't to think them. they were paying. Did you, you but, see, there was sure. a couple usually, that had pants. I'd say, well, and and you don't don't settle up till you're done drinking. So maybe she had to assume. I don't know, but maybe she just wasn't being biased. Maybe she was like, hey, these gremlins, maybe they're they're good people. I. I need to give know, maybe she doesn't judge people by the context of their lizard hide. 
<laughs> True. And you know, before she know. actually before she initiated the full on brawl, there was little mini fights going out through that whole bar when the gremlins were pissing each other off. Yeah, and she had it, to reestablish dominance. Yeah. yeah. By just with a with a with a, a match and a Polaroid camera. Yeah. But did she know? She knew after the what do you mean? She knew after Hold the on, match. That's right. She, it's been a long time since I've seen it. So she, she tried to light one of the gremlin cigarettes and it kept running away. And then she's yeah. like, Oh, they and then suddenly that the match instead of fire, it made her go, Oh, it's light. Let me get the Polaroid camera. <laughs> yeah. See, and that may just be me being an idiot. I would have gone, Oh, they hate fire. Whip out the blowtorch. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know that my logic would have jumped jumped from they don't like light. Maybe they just don't like fire. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't have went to a Polaroid camera. I get why you did it for the movie. It is a great scene that makes little to no sense in the grand scheme of things. I will never bash Gremlins. It's an amazing film, uh, but you got to if you if you actually deconstruct the whole bar scene, even though it's an epic bar fight and it had to make my list. Um, Dude, I, it just they, they made a whole sequel deconstructing the first one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But they didn't cover that. <laughs> they didn't cover that. But and I don't think there's as many plot holes in the in the second one as there is in the first one. Probably not. I don't know. I need to go back and watch it. So yeah, um, since Monster no, Squad I, was a bust. I figured, you know, when we to conclude bar fights, I had to pick a, a, an epic one, and I have I have tons of more on my list here that are even that are are great. But Gremlins had to go. We had to wrap up Gremlins. Do 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 do. All right. James, are we done? Are we doing, are we doing honorable mentions or are we mentions? doing a part three? That's up to you two. We Vote. better make a decision. Oh well, I think I think we can do a part three. We probably need to take a break. So let's do a let's do each an honor one honorable mention. Okay. Does that sound fair? Cool. So I'll, get, I'll, I'll get rid of my joke. I don't have then. one. Go, James. Okay. Chad. Uh, I can do Chad one. James. I'll let Chad in since he's been going last this entire time. I Yeah, going... I ended on Gremlins. I'm not gonna end on a big bang like that one. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm going to do one, and I didn't do it. I opted to do secondhand lines because I've talked about this epic bar fight scene before, but I can't not mention it, at least as an honorable mention, because we all know we've talked about bar fights that used whips and fire in Dan Jones. You talked about guns and Unforgiven, but a true man in a bar fight knows he can beat the biggest, baddest man in that bar using only his thumb. Sean Connery's bar fight scene in the Presidio is still one of my favorite bar <laughs> fight scenes. I have never seen the movie. Really? I've oh never my seen God. Presidio. Joe, it stars that guy you like from that ski school movie. Mark Harmon. Mark Harmon. <laughs> and Jack Warden and Meg Ryan and Don Calfa, so many people. How can I, I don't disagree with you. I just, for some odd reason, have never seen it. You've got time to show uh, foul language film film films to your son, but you didn't introduce him to the Presidio. The answer to this is yes. Um, now it, it there is a the bar fight scene in the Presidio. They're drinking at a bar. Sean Connery as Lieutenant Colonel Caldwell. And Mark Harmon plays a cop that's having to investigate a crime. And of course, the military doesn't like him being. But anyway, and they're drinking, or they're at a bar, and the, uh, the, a, a, 
uh, is played by uh, Rick Zumwalt, plays basically a bully, who -hmm. comes up to him and goes, Sergeant, you're in my way. And he goes, I'm not a sergeant. You'll address me with respect, et cetera, et cetera. And the guy, of course, doesn't. And uh, he basically wants Connery's character to fight it, to prove how much tougher he is than this military guy. And he goes, and finally Connery says something to the effect of, you can use whatever you want to try to fight me, but I'm going to beat you to death with just my thumb. And, you know, eventually what he does is he takes his thumb and he hits him directly in his throat and doubles him over and then just slams him down. It's, there's more to the fight than that, but that's more or less how it ends. So if you've never seen it, yeah, it's, it's, it's an over the top, stupid eighties action, uh, bar fight scene with Sean Connery just beating this guy up. And of course, it's an 80s Connery film, so he's supposed to play a uh, American military man, and he sounds like Sean Connery, and it's just a lot of fun. If you like 80s Sean Connery film, you gotta see the Presidio. Yeah. I'm going to beat you to death with just my thumb. Alright. Okay. So we are, going, we are going to end on a high note um i want to talk about a bar fight scene in a movie where where one at least one if not both of the actors said oh my god this is the biggest piece of shit movie i have ever made in my life and how could a movie produced by aaron smell spelling written co-written by richard matheson and directed by bob clark go so wrong i am talking about gene hackman and Dan Aykroyd's bar fight scene in the in the epic movie Loose Cannons. Loose can I haven't Th- seen it in so long. That is, I used to love it, but people it I, is it has been shit on for years. And I still love it. I watched it today, guys. Um, I still love it. Is it, it the greatest movie of all time or just the greatest movie of that decade? I'll debate. <laughs> and if you have it's the first it's the first scene in the movie where Dan Aykroyd has an absolute nervous breakdown and his multiple personalities come out and he bar fights as the cowardly lion. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it is a bizarre movie. It, it it is truly a bizarre film about and it's all wrapped around a bunch of people getting murdered over a porno. <laughs> yeah. It is the weirdest fucking movie, but God, it is no, it is the comedic equivalent. They need to do a two pack of that and have a loose cannons be disc A and disc B be eight millimeter. It writes itself, folks. Yeah, it is a, a, a the, the the bar fight scene is great. Dan, again, Gene Hackman just gets his ass kicked, and Dan Aykroyd comes out and just goes full Looney Tunes and saves him. It's kind. Of, it's kind of like the reverse of Forty Eight Hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. In reality, and it really is. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a what's considered a terrible movie. But I genuinely love it. I, I I watched it. I watched it several years ago and liked it then. And I'm watching it now. I'm like maybe maybe I will find flaws in it, knowing how because I didn't know Dan Aykroyd absolutely hated it. At the time, I'm like, maybe oh, I'll find did? flaws. Oh yeah, uh, I'm trying to find. I was trying to find the quote from uh, from him. That's curious. I need to look that up about making the film. But he he said it was it was awful. Um, yeah, I don't have time to look for it right now. Um, but yeah, uh, but again, it's a great bar scene. Uh, I highly recommend it. That's all.
Okay. All right, then. Well, we will be doing another one of these. Thank you so much. This has been Bonehead Weekly. Bonehead Weekly. Why do I always want to put the thing in there? Grrrr. <sniffs>